Welcome to the latest edition of the Edgar Million podcast. This week's story is a very, very short one. It's called, and just as a little treat, it's not me reading it, which is good. This story was recorded originally for Bibliophone, which is at www.bibliophone.com. And is read by J.C. Kirkpatrick. Billy Ray Dreams of Monsters by Edgar Million. Narrated by J.C. Kirkpatrick. Billy Ray sleeps and dreams of monsters lurking in the darkness. He wakes to clear creatures crawling through the undergrowth of his unkempt garden, creeping up to his door, then rattling the ancient windows and doors with fingers which are jagged and deadly, but not yet strong enough to pry open the rotten frame of his home. But he knows they grow in strength. He senses them, knows they lurk in the violent black of night. Billy Ray sleeps and dreams of monsters in the darkness, wakes in the bottomless pit of the blackest night, face down on sheets not washed for two or three months, drenched in sweat, and certain he can feel Satan's icy claw pressing into the bare flesh of his back, knowing with great certainty if he moves, the claw will rip open the skin, gouge out the contents within. So he lies still as a corpse, an unspoken acknowledgment between him and his static torturer, between him and the night, that they will hold this truce for as long as it takes, and it is only in a brief moment in which he loses consciousness does the cloven-hoofed beast retreat back into the darkness, leaving Billy Ray crouched on his bed and searching empty night for the monster's face. In the day, Billy Ray works in a factory and daydreams of monsters. Often alone in the warehouse, he is certain he can hear them, zombies gathering in a sluggish, horrible mass, rattling the massive entrance doors with fingers dead, but alive, imitating the wind. Billy Ray daydreams of monsters, and he knows what really awaits him. One day, if not today, because Billy Ray dreams of monsters, and he knows it is only a matter of time before the monsters dream of him. Frank Parson wakes and dreams of monsters. Frank Parson stares into the void of the Internet and sees secret powers lurking within, plotting, waiting to subjugate him and his kind. Frank Parson dreams of monsters who want to make him their slave, and he listens to all the voices of those who support this view. Painting pictures in his mind, or lizard people, who will eat his eyeballs and ride him like a horse. Frank Parson walks the streets and sees the monsters, hidden behind plain faces and behind black veils, behind masks, which sometimes slip ever so slightly to allow Frank Parson a glimpse of the beasts within. Frank Parson walks the streets and sees the monsters, but worries they see him, too. As he walks to the post office, he is certain his movements are being tracked and watched by a big Sauron's eye in the cloud, like monsters being both real and virtual, and sometimes... He turns off his phone to try and hide from the cloud, 
just like Bilbo removing his ring. But then one day he knows, just knows, they can see him even when the power is drained. Frank Parson dreams of monsters, but unlike Billy Ray, he is not content to wait for them to come, so Frank Parson has bought a gun, a rifle, with a big long barrel and a crisscross sight, which tells him who the monsters are. Billy Ray wakes and dreams of monsters, but forces himself to leave the house. He knows one day they will come, ripping and gorging, the vampire horde, an alien beast come to eat up the world, and Billy Ray is certain if he does not remain watchful, he will be the first. Billy Ray's mom often hugs her man, who has so much of the boy left in him, tells him for the thousandth time that monsters aren't real, so dear, don't worry, don't fear. Frank Parson watches Billy Ray through the sight of his gun and knows Billy Ray knows him to be one of the monsters, one of the New World Order stooges, who will soon know what it is to be on the losing side. Billy Ray dreams of monsters, and monsters dream of him. So, um, that was one of my more recent stories read by J.C. Kirkpatrick. Uh, so thank you very much for that. And thank you also to Paul from Bibliophone, who organised and arranged that. I'll be back with another one of my short stories pretty soon. Yeah. All right, thank you very much.